0: Jacob's family settles in Goshen. That's what's happening today as we study along in the book of Genesis. We're making our way almost to the end of the book over here. And we've been in the account, witnessed account, and recorded account of um, Joseph, right? And his brothers and what was taking place over there in Egypt. And uh, man, has it been a wonderful journey thus far. Absolutely. Check out the archive videos if you want to uh, get up to date with our studies. Jacob's family settles in Goshen. That's what we're going to be looking at. Stefan is my name, Additsouls.com is the website. My dear friends, please consider signing up to additsouls.locals.com. Over there, you can support the work. Uh, You can also send a donation through PayPal, addedsouls at gmail.com, or you can contact me if you'd like to have a physical address. I label... I label... (laughs) I label, I labor alongside the East Coast Church of Christ over here in New Brunswick, Canada. You can check out the dot com, East Coast Church of Christ dot com, or our Facebook page, East Coast Church of Christ. We're going to put the uh, scriptures on the screen. We're going to get there. a Bit of ho- housekeeping, of course. Be sure to subscribe to the channel, give us a thumbs up, leave a comment, and share the link far and wide on your social media platforms. That may help. Others, like you and I, find, find this venue here to uh, receive substance of the material being provided that helps our faith, you know, just trying to make it through another day, right? What, what, what can we apply in our lives as Christians? Reading this information way back in the book of Genesis, the book of Beginnings, and we are in chapter 47, where Jacob's family is going to settle in Goshen, and we're also going to be seeing the results of a famine if we make it that far, but uh, hopefully we will. It's always a pleasure to see you guys. Let me just check my streams here, my news feeds and all that kind of good stuff to make sure I am operational as always. You know, yep, there we go. Good stuff. All right. So now I can just close that down, collapse that or close it, whatever what's the proper linguistic for nowadays technology or digital realms. Let me put the um let me put the scriptures on the screen. There we go. Let's just get into it, shall we? A lot has been taking place, no doubt. There's a, there's a lot of information to receive here in regards to again Joseph, his brothers, his father, Pharaoh, Egypt, and everything. Man, it's just been such a powerful account to read through and learn from, uh, and uh, it holds it holds a, a great depth of uh, substance. It does. It, it it has substance, and it's it's been insightful uh, to teach us the inner workings of this family and uh, the inner workings of this family and the intervention or the divine providence and intervention of God with this family and the ancestral lineage and the things that were to, are to take place, of course, in the future. Uh, and uh, man, well, just... Mm, so many moments also obviously a, a testament to the <laughs> to man's um, man's flaws you know how we when when we choose to do things our way there, there's a lot of consequences that come with that and we, we, we read that in this family we've seen how man there's been a lot of lawless things practiced that has caused a, a great deal of grief. But when things are faithful and people are humbled, there can be uh, renewal and there can be bridges built. Uh, bridges, bridges, There can be bridges built, <laughs> bridges built together, and, and uh, a way for communication to flourish and blessing upon what is humble. So when you're humble and you follow God and God is with you, you are made successful. He can renew what had been severed uh, by removing the cancerous elements, removing the lawless elements from uh, the uh, family. Now the family in a humble state and position can uh, find each other uh, provided for, and Joseph indeed was the channel, the path for their provision, ultimately, of course, to God, the source of grace and the source in which all things are made possible, good, upright, decent, with integrity. And uh, Joseph is going to be able to provide for the family. And in the New Testament, would you know it? Of course, the writer, I think Paul, speaking to his brother Timothy, spoke those very things in a a like manner way that you should take care of your family. It's a matter of salvation if you don't take care of your family. Uh, And uh, faithful family, obviously, and family that would qualify for uh, being uh, provided for benevolently, uh, if you don't do that, man, you, you're lost. You're just as bad as the unbeliever, if you will, the heathen, the pagan, the Greek, the Gentile, the Roman, whoever, wherever, and um, that's a bad deal, and we don't want to be guilty of that. Sadly, in our current culture, our current generation, we've lost the love of family and taking care of one another and uh, we've gone out in our own independent separate ways and neglecting the care we should have for our family and this is nothing new under the sun they were doing that in the first century under the name of religion and law and god oh yeah you know we can't take care of mom and dad because we got to take care of the uh we we we, we've done all this good and all that but you know it's sadly that's just not the way we're supposed to be. We're supposed to take care of mom and dad. We're supposed to take care of brothers and sisters, and grandma and grandpa, and uncles and aunts and cousins and whatnot. Again, faithful who qualify for for that. And Joseph, at this point, of course, is found in a location where, of course, his siblings, his father, were uh, faithful. They were humble, and a, a lot of uh, many things had happened in in the span of time where they were separated, and there was a great. Deal of emotional moments. We had tears in our eyes. Moments of joy. Moments, of course, of frustration and moments of uh, um, hate towards lawlessness and the things that lawlessness caused. This family and 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 all those things. Uh, so we make our way now to chapter forty-seven, and uh, we're going to find Jacob's family settling over there in Goshen. It's a time of famine. Joseph has been given the green light. Of course, he. Finds himself in a in a position of great authority and leadership and uh, responsibility, and so Pharaoh is favored with him, or favor. And uh, of course, this is because God has made Joseph successful. All of this is God. All praise and glory go to God. All honor and respect to God. And uh, we are the humble servants. Who are blessed to even have the opportunity to serve uh, his his will, his um, his love, you know. So, let's get into it. Verse 1 here in chapter 47, then Joseph went and told Pharaoh and said, my father and my brothers and their flocks and their herds and all that they have, man, that's a lot have come out of the land of Canaan, and behold, they are in the land of Goshen. So he took five men from among his brothers and presented them to Pharaoh. So there is an introduction of sorts. There is a uh, meeting and a, uh, engagement, an engagement in- and interaction here to take place with the offices of power, Pharaoh, Joseph and uh, the submissive and humble recipients of the gifts that would be bestowed upon them through, of course, Joseph's love and willingness to take care of his family. And so things are being presented, and it's under, it would be wise for us to, to learn from the interaction of a servant, Joseph, to God, serving his lord, his Master, if you will, on earth at that time, which would be Pharaoh. And Pharaoh has been made to understand that the God of Joseph is a powerful living God. Now, the Pharaoh and the Egyptian people have their own gods, but their gods can't produce and have never been capable of producing anything, of course, because they are man made gods. They are not living a living God. So, Pharaoh said to his brothers, as this is taking place here, what is your occupation? So there's a question from Pharaoh to Joseph's brothers. So uh, what do you do for a living, <laughs> right? So they said to Pharaoh, your servants, very wise, you see how they are speaking. Um, I am not, how should I say, um, okay, well, our current prime minister in the country I live in, um, would have, would, would, is needing, or, oh, how could I word this now? It's difficult because the current leader we have is a very, um, very corrupt individual. Very, very corrupt individual. And um, has created many corrupt and foolish policies and has enforced tyranny and uh, a great many negative things. So you can see how I'm trying to utilize my words wisely. As a Christian, I must honor and respect the office of the prime minister in this country. If I'd be in America, I'd be the president. If I'd be somewhere else, it might be the queen or the king or whatever. But um, I must honor that. So the honorable prime minister... um, and the way I would interact with him would be in respect, though it would be very tempting to kind of give him a piece of my mind and the mind of the community whom he has brought into um, suppression in a great many ways. Well, it's important as a, as a learning tool to this, to this end and the dynamic, if you will, of Joseph and Pharaoh... Now, Pharaoh was fair to Joseph because Pharaoh recognized Joseph had something unique to contribute to Pharaoh's power. And, uh, of course, you and I know that uh, Joseph's source of accomplishment and achievement uh, and success uh, was God, the living God. So we must have that same mind if we are speaking or interacting or entering into the realm of socio-political affairs or powers and principles of this earth governing, governing bodies. And though we are speaking to or would find the opportunity to have engagement with world leaders, though as corrupt as they can be, we should still uh, have this civility and this respect Uh, this kind of respect towards the individual, because ultimately uh, there is God's purpose that is more important than our temptation to just call him every name in the book because of the pain and suffering he has brought our nation and how he has indeed destroyed our nation. So I read this information. I look myself in the mirror and I say, what benefit is this information to me? Well, if ever we find ourselves speaking to local MLAs or local politicians, or even if we would ever have the opportunity as a Christian to sit down and speak to the prime minister, to the president, the king, the queen, uh, we should keep this in mind and have temperate, self-controlled behavior that would lend and facilitate the greater path for God's will as we are utilized uh, for his vessels, his servants. And he don't need us to get things done. Let's make that very clear. God don't need us to have anything get done. But he loves us so much. He allowed us free will, and he gives us the opportunity to work for him. And the works we do when faithful are his works anyway. So there is nothing we can boast about, Right? Uh, So to that end, it also lends its way for uh, practical application when we may have interaction with anyone at any time who might be the pagan, who might be the pharaoh. Uh, uh, We have to remain within Christian conduct. That doesn't mean we cannot stand bold and courageous for the truth and expose what is evil. That does not mean we cannot physically defend ourselves. That, that that, 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 That doesn't mean I can't as Jesus would uh, speak of his uh, or the governing powers in his day and age as that fox. You, know, you tell that fox, I'm not going to stop producing uh, the fulfillment of my ministry. So even if that fox, well, you know, uh, these corrupt individuals are corrupt individuals. It has been objectively delivered. You know, it's an objective, absolute reality uh uh, uh, that they are corrupt it's been proven uh the reason nothing is being done is because the system has been corrupted okay well if we work for god and we do what god wants us to do and we behave as god would want us to behave uh we can still understand that the policies and the corruption is is there and we can expose it Uh, but there is still the fact that we are commanded to remain within the boundaries of christian conduct and Christian behavior. And that can be difficult. I mean, I, again, I look myself in the mirror. Uh, I've had to change my mind uh, a great many times, uh, repent, as the Bible would say, a great many times, in the way I would uh, function and, and speak against uh, some of our leaders, though as corrupt as they are. And it's because I was not approachable. I was making myself unapproachable and no longer uh, capable of being uh, level and self controlled with that. And of course, that that lends itself to the people you are in entourage with, Uh, you know, uh, bad company corrupts good morals, if you are in a circle of toxic individuals, uh, you're going to become uh, contaminated by by that behavior and soon find yourself behaving the same way. And we have to be careful with that. Joseph could have allowed himself to be contaminated by the pagan way of life or the Egyptian way of life, but no, he stood firm and strong uh, for uh, God and uh, became successful for that. So many things to say. So again, a bit of an excursion there in conversation, looking at the practical applications we can find even in these very remote locations that we tend to just gloss over or read through. So here's Pharaoh and he says to Joseph's brothers, what's your, you know, what's so what do you do for a living? And what is your occupation? And they say to him, well, we, your servants, you see, this is how they speak to him. You servants, your servants are shepherds, both we and our fathers. This is our occupation. This is what we know to do. And this is what we do. And they said to Pharaoh, they continue in verse 4, we have come to sojourn in the land for there is no pasture for your servants' flocks for the famine is severe in the land of Canaan. Uh, 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 thoughtfulness, if you will, and respect in the way they are speaking to him, understanding that they're uh, 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 sojour- uh, sojourning in the land and uh, speaking their concerns and the things that are they are being challenged with. And they continue, Now, therefore, please let your servants live in the land of Goshen. We know you are the source of authority to allow us to do this thing, and we are asking you if it can be done for we find ourselves in a in a life or death situation. In a in a life or death situation, there is the there you know the, there is a desperate angle and perspective to this account. So then Pharaoh in verse five says to Joseph, "Your father and your brothers have come to you. The land of Egypt, verse six, is at your disposal." Now imagine how successful you must be. That can only be achieved through God, and of course we are reading accounts. That were focused more so prim- uh, primarily in the physical realm, uh, though there was certainly a spiritual realm and a afterlife. If you, it, 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 but the the point is, many or most of the uh, priorities of the Old Testament for the for the people of God was in a physical sense. You know, physical security, physical. Land, physical, ancestry, all all these things. And we are still, by the way, blessed with such things, the possibility of being blessed with such things, uh, uh, if we faithfully follow God even to the principles in the New Testament. So the land of Egypt is at your disposal. Settle your father and your brothers in the best of the land. Let them live in the land of Goshen. And if you know any capable men among them, then put them in charge of my livestock. Take the best, operate with the best, and if any willing, able, capable bodies, uh, uh, set them in office and tasks, they can have work. And uh, that I find quite fascinating. Again, very interesting to the fact that God had made Joseph so successful in a position of priority and leadership, capable now of providing for his family. Is there anything wrong with that? Well, if it is done faithfully in Christ, no, of course not um you know there's a it it makes for much to 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 navigate through and to juggle if you will in our common dialect um the many responsibilities of a man a faithful man um joseph has the responsibility to his to his master pharaoh if you will and uh has a great many things to take care of even in his own household and now with his family and what's taking place, and at times we may find ourselves in that kind of position where there's many things to 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 uh, suffer long with, and many things to be patient with, and many things that need to be led and and need to be decided on. And and uh, sometimes you make the wrong decision and learn a very hard lesson in life. Uh, sometimes you make the right decision and learn something very valuable in life as well. God teaches us. Wisdom through uh, our experience and trying our best to 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 walk faithfully with him for him, and uh, you know um, we may find ourselves, for instance, you know I'm 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 a a father of three children, so I have to be a father to my three children faithfully. I am a husband to a faithful wife. I have to be a faithful husband. I have to be able to to know how to lead the family and how to make decisions and how to be fair and balanced and how to love them and give up my life for for their well-being. I am also a teacher and preacher for uh, our Lord's Church uh, in the autonomy of this local congregation, the East Coast Church of Christ. So I must minister and serve uh, my fellow brethren whom I love so dearly. I, I, I love them so much. I, I can't brag on them enough and how I sense they love me just as much as well. And so we have this very strong family. I have to I have to uh, take uh, my task and minister and serve, and I have my uh, family, I have mom and dad uh, that I want to take care of, and I want to have uh, have them at least in a measurement of security uh, for the final chapter of their life uh, so that they can uh, find the next 10, 20 years uh, with as much peace as allowed, you know. And so all these things, you know, they can be overwhelming at times. You can find yourselves just spinning, your head spinning like, oh, man, there's a lot of stress involved with this. There's a lot of anxiety, a lot with this from the financial angle, from uh, from the household, making sure everything's running smoothly or as smoothly as possible. And uh, that can be much to take in. Uh, I don't have the luxury to curl up in a ball underneath the, the bed and say, you know, I just can't do it, it's just too much, you know, and and, and uh, that 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 would be very selfish of me to take that uh, route. And sadly, in our current age, that seems to be the way uh, most people go. I can't do it anymore, I'm just going to leave everything behind and, and just, you know, crawl up in a ball and, and say, I, I can't do it. No, I don't have that luxury, I can't say that. I must be strong, I have to move forward, I have to be strong of mind. Uh, And do that. It's applicable around uh, around uh, the globe uh, to this end. This this principle. Joseph has a lot to deal with. He has a lot on his plate, as we commonly speak in our dialect. He has a lot on his plate. Well, he can't do. I can't do this. It's too much. No, you got to do it. Has to be done. It's got to be done. You got to move the washer and dryer somewheres. Got to be done. Got to put out the garbage for the garbage man. Got to be done. It's got to be done. Has to be. It has to happen. We have to. There's no, we can't do this. No, we have to do this. It's happening. <laughs> it's got to be done. Well, Joseph has to take care of this situation, and he wants to do so faithfully. And so now you have the the highest powers who are now currently also the source of nourishment for a land uh, um, uh, suffering from from famine. So whatever you are dealing with it may be your employer, it may be your employees, it may be your family members, your spouse, children, parents, grandparents, it may be members in the local assembly, it may be all sorts of different uh, um, challenges. Yet you you can navigate through it, you can persevere, you can can conquer the moment uh, if you are faithful in Christ. So here are the things taking place, we move forward, uh, uh, and uh, Pharaoh, of course, giving giving uh, his family some wonderful options. Then Joseph brought his father, Jacob, in verse 7, and presented Jacob to Pharaoh. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh, uh, gave his blessing, and was able to uh, bestow upon Pharaoh um, the kind-like manner of the culture in which Jacob was was uh, raised. And it obviously is acceptable and well-received. And at, again, that, that teaches us a great deal of things, doesn't it? Pharaoh said to Jacob in verse 8, how many years have you lived? Which is interesting, isn't it? He may have seen something in Jacob's countenance, his appearance, uh, and uh, chose that question. How long have you been living? (laughs) Maybe you looked really old, you know, I don't know. So Jacob said to Pharaoh, the years of my sojourning, so he doesn't say from the very birth, I think, he says from the years of my sojourning are 130. So he's been traveling the land for 130 years. Few, he says, and unpleasant have been the years of my life. Few and unpleasant have been the years of my life, nor have they attained the years that my fathers lived during the days of their sojourning. I've not been blessed with the amount of years those before me have been able to live, and the manner of years I have been living and sojourning, they've not been too pleasant And we've read a great deal of those accounts from this family and their ancestry and uh, the great turmoil that had uh, plagued their family due to, of course, lack of faith and uh, lawless decisions made from selfish ambitions or desires, deceptions and lies, things of that kind. However, it is interesting to see that when change takes place and one is humbled before God to become useful... Uh, to God. Uh, One indeed remains walking in faith, and faithful towards God allows one to have all these securities and provisions and blessings. So, it's interesting. I I find that quite interesting how, you know, Pharaoh's like, how old are you? Well, I've I've been, you know, walking around this earth in sojourn form uh, for 130 years, and that's not much, and those years have been pretty much filled with some unpleasant things. So, Jacob blessed Pharaoh, and went on, uh, or went out from his presence in verse ten. So in verse eleven, Joseph settled his father's, uh, his father and his brothers, and gave them position, possession. He gave them possession in the land of Egypt, in the best of the land, in the land of Ramses, as Pharaoh had ordered. Joseph was successful because God. So now Joseph, having gone through deep sorrow and trauma, having persevered through those moments because God is now in a position of great joy and encouragement to take care of his father and family because God, because God, I find that quite interesting. I think that's a good thing. Verse 12, Joseph provided his father and his brothers and all his father's household with food, according to their little ones. (coughs) [coughs) Food, nourishment to sustain the body. Again, they are found in a time in history with the famine that it's a life or death situation. And God, through his providence, everything they've gone through, I just find that so... Oh, man, no wonder the Holy Spirit saw it fit to put this account in the Scriptures. It's just... uh, It's very memorable. So, that... Let me see here. We're going to keep going, but I have to... um, I have to type in chapter 47, verses 20 to 31... And that should bring us with the next portion of the text here somewheres, hopefully. Let me see here. Would that be the right location? No, that's not it. Where are we? Uh, maybe. It's like if I don't find the same site. I was hoping the same site would be there. I'm going to keep looking. No, now I don't. Let me see here. Yeah, there. Now that brings us back to where we were, but what if I want the rest of it? Because it only seems to give me up to verse 12. But I want more than verse 12. I want the rest of it. Where are you? Uh, It's not fair. Let's try that again. 20 to 31, and we may just need to go to Bible Gateway. We may just need to go to Bible Gateway. Yep, we'll just have to go to Bible Gateway, I suppose. I prefer the other one because it kind of gives you like a verse, each verse independent, so you can kind of look at the verse at a time, but 47, where are we? Results of famine, yeah, we'll do that. Let me open that one up on the screen. There we go, okay. So we keep reading, keep looking into the information here, and it's going to speak about the results of the famine, which of course are severe. So in verse 20, It says, so Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh. Right? That's what. Oh, wait a minute. We're not there. We're at 13. Forgive me. We're at 13. We're not there yet. Okay. We had just finished verse 12. Verse 13, chapter 47, Genesis. Now there was no food in all the land. Okay. Why? Well, because the famine was very severe. So. That the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan languished because of the famine. Like this is this is a very desperate situation. There has been recorded in history atrocities of such gruesome measurement when in times of famine. Well, we're gonna learn that all over again, aren't we? We Americans and we Canadians. Yeah. We want sin? Well, we're going to become the consequence of sin, aren't we? It's interesting how um, famine will have you uh, thinking quite clearly. We get spoiled with so many things. I hope we don't go through famine. I don't want to go through famine. But I assure you, famine is a very strong discipline. I don't need to go through famine to know that famine is a strong discipline discipliner. It's a strong disciplinary tool that'll have us recognize what really is important in life. (laughs) I hope we don't need to go through that again, but I assure you, um, famine and war and all these things, uh, yeah, it'll take the pride out of you. It'll have you um, reverent, bowed down, confessing our sins to God and begging forgiveness seeking help, and God will be there as he has been always to love us and care for us and heal us and bless us. We'll see what's going to happen. So the text continues, of course, in this location here, filled with famine, and that's a bad deal because you die. (laughs) You die if you can't eat, right? Verse 14, and Joseph collected all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan in payment to uh, for the grain which they bought and Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's house now Joseph very, being very wise he's learned a few things he has insight he can discern the situation and he's certainly uh, uh, taking precaution and uh, having them uh, um, how should i say um, having them provided for in a time in which you should have counted the cost. And we need to do that. It's good to save. It's good to, to have land. It's good to be wise and prepared. It's good to be aware of what's taking place in your surroundings and what's happening. And it's, it's wise to have foresight, insight into foresight, and, and be prepared for a, a time like this. Uh, My wife and I, uh, we knew at the turn of 2020 that something was changing on a global scale and that there might be some pretty harsh consequences coming. So we uh, wanted to make sure to remain as good stewards of our finances uh, to um, be prepared to have food, and to, uh, grow close as a family, as we should be as Christians, even in times of blessings. We shouldn't only just get together at times of famine. We should be together in times of blessings as well. So it's wise, right? It's, it's, it's wise to, to look ahead and and be prepared for things. And Joseph, of course, for Pharaoh and why Pharaoh favored him, uh, so much also is being, keeping Pharaoh and Egypt, um, as the power, as a capable power in a time of such famine. Verse 15, when the money was all spent in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came to Joseph saying, Give us food, for why should we die in your presence? For our money is gone. Now, again, it's a good thing that it's Joseph. What if it's a corrupt individual? Well, I don't care if you die. You go ahead and suffer. That's what'll happen at the hands of a tyrant. That's what would occur. That's what is currently leading that way with our leaders in these nations, these fallen nations. But because Joseph is wise and he knows how to take care of things, he's going to um, take hold of this opportunity and, and and make the right decisions. So they say to Joseph. Give a, uh, Joseph says to them. Give up your livestock, and I will give you food for your livestock, since your money is gone. Your money has gone, so this is what needs to take place now. So they brought their livestock to Joseph, and Joseph gave them food in exchange for the horses and the flocks and the herds and the donkeys. And he fed them with food in exchange for their livestock that year. I mean, what are you going to do, argue at this point? beggars can't be choosers they're going to die of starvation if they don't eat so this is this is the deal this is what you have to do you will always be a slave to the lender and most of us are slaves to the lender it's just the way it is because well there is no way in time to cultivate the proper finances or the proper securities um when it comes to these moments unless you are perhaps born in a privileged location or given uh, the opportunity to uh, to to uh, better yourself, if you will. And uh, there's a great deal of conversation to be had with that department, of course. But again, at times we find ourselves slave to the lender. We're not going to eat. We need to go see the government. Hey, government, we can't eat. We got no food. Government says, well... Give me your house. Give me your land. Give me your cows. Give me your horses. Give me your sheep. Give me whatever you got, and um, I'll give you a ticket here for food. We got no choice, do we? I'm gonna lose it all. I'm gonna lose it all. That's why. That's why, in my opinion, from what I can gather here, the least you need to depend on Pharaoh and Egypt. And you can take care of yourself with family and food, shelter, clothing. Uh, You do that. That's why it's such a wonderful thing to have Christians around the world. Because uh, not only in the local assembly, but also around the world. Um, Sadly, many of us don't tap into the the joy and blessing of of serving one another and loving one another. But uh, it's there for a reason. And we should know that. So we continue verse 18. But when that year ended, they came to him. So they, the Egyptians, came to Joseph again the next year and said to him, Well, we will not hide from my Lord the fact that our money is all spent. We did. We should have kept it. We should have been wise. We should have done things the right way. We didn't. So now, again, we're going to be slaves to the lender. And the livestock uh, are my Lord's. So we got no money and you got all our livestock. There is nothing left for my Lord except our bodies and our lands. That's all we have left. Why should we die before your eyes, both we and our land, but us and our land for food? And we and our land will be slaves to Pharaoh. If we we do not become uh, selfless and remain selfish, there will be a consequence to that. And we will find ourselves begging the government for help, and the government don't care about us. Now, these here had a path of resolve through Joseph because Joseph was a fair man, but uh, with our current world leaders, uh, they're not helping us eat food. Matter of fact, they're taking the food away from our households, aren't they? They've made it to the point where we can. There are people in our Western world, in Canada, in America, who can't who can't afford to buy food. So uh, they, uh, we should have saved up a bit more, shouldn't we? We should have been maybe smarter with our money when we were younger. Man, if I could only go back. If I would have kept all the money I made in my past life, I'd be a millionaire. It's all gone. We smoked it. We drank it. We popped it. We sniffed it. We fornicated it. We squandered it. Well, now, well, now, well, we're trying to follow Jesus. And Jesus has taught us how to be smart with money. But imagine if we would have started that really young, I'm telling you. Well, many of us fall into that trap. We buy things we don't need to buy. We go eat places we don't need to go eat. And we don't stay in our lane of finances. We go above and beyond because we want to keep up with the Joneses. Or we want to find ourselves uh, uh, doing things in a very vain, selfish way. Now we're slaves to the government. And the government's corrupt and they don't care much about us. You're a slave to the lender. Teaching our kids at a very young age how to be smart with their money, how to be faithful to God first and foremost. Teaching us to be smart with our money, save money, uh, utilize money for the needs, not the wants. Because money is just a tool. It's just it's it's just an object. It's just a tool. You don't love the thing. It's not meant to be loved. It's just it's just a thing. It's like a watch is a thing. It's there to tell you time. Money is just a tool. It's there to help you get necessities, because currency is our culture now. That's how things get done. You purchase things with money. Buy us in our land for food, and we in our land will be slaves to Pharaoh. When you have to give yourself and your land to the government just to get food, that's what they're doing, by the way. You know, you'll live in a 15-minute city. You'll eat bugs. You'll own nothing. You'll be happy. (laughs) That sound familiar to you? (laughs) Uh, So give us seed so that we may live and not die and that the land may not be desolate. So a request of desperation is made and um, Joseph uh, is for there. I mean, Joseph, it's a good thing Joseph is there, (laughs) right? Uh, Without Joseph in in this account, if there would not have been a Joseph in this account, Um, I think the people would have starved to death. You see, but again, going back to our conversation of juggling everything together and the responsibilities of Joseph, he has to be pleasing to his master, uh, Pharaoh. God first and foremost, Joseph has to be uh, uh, faithful to his God first and foremost. Pharaoh, his immediate family, his extended family, and now the people here that he... Has a charge to um, discern. So there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot on Joseph's plate, but he's doing a, He's doing the best he can. So the results of the famine, of course, in verse 20, moving forward, we read. I say, I quote. So Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh. He bought all the land of Egypt for who? For Pharaoh. That's a that's a wise move, you know. In the in the in the um, in the organized crime world. You know, for those of us who who know a bit about that, and uh, for those of us who may have lived in that realm, from from one measurement to the other. Uh, In my past life, we we, we were criminals, and we learned how to organize our crime. Uh, We were not what is commonly known as mafia, of course, or or what is portrayed on the TV as mafia. But we were um, criminals who had organized crime. We had organized it. And uh, in that world of corruption and violence and, and, and all sorts of selfishness and pride and all kinds of nonsense, um, you would find yourself ensuring your life and, well, and well-being to a certain degree more so than, than the other if you were making money for the bosses. Because there's always another boss. There's always someone higher. You may be the plug... But I assure you, even the plug has a uh, superior authority. Well, how is it that some individuals were capable of um, surviving through such lifestyle? Well, because they made, they made their bosses a lot of money. That's a, that's a strong insurance policy. It's not a security. Y- you may just get whacked and you may just go to jail anyways. But it's, a, it, it's certainly better. The statistic for those who have made the money and, and, and made the organization a lot of money, uh, good earners, as we would say, the, the good earners, connected guys, um, had a lot more of an insurance than those who were just liabilities and no longer assets. So even my point sharing this is even the criminal world, the heathen, the pagan. And we were crazy. Even even that angle, even that perspective, that worldview, that lifestyle, even they understand uh, the principle here. And Joseph does as well. So Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh. Now, he's not doing it, of course, out of corruption. But the principle applies, whether it is being utilized in a corrupt world or in an upright lawful, law-abiding world. I find that interesting. For every Egyptian sold his field, it says, because the famine was severe upon the land, or upon them. So the land became Pharaoh's. Kind of hard for Pharaoh to hate Joseph. Because of Joseph, Pharaoh has become one of the most powerful entities there of governing uh, influences. They have food when nobody else does. And now not only food, but slaves and land, livestock, everything. So, verse 21, as for the people, he relocated them to the cities from one end of Egypt's border to the other. Again, they're being taken care of, even even despite this very desperate time in in, in the citizenry. uh, They're being taken care of way better with Joseph than if Joseph was not in the picture here. Why? Because God... Verse 22. Only the land of the priests, he did not buy, because the priest had an allotment from Pharaoh. Naturally, they have their own priests, they have their own gods, they have their own religious practices, rituals, shrines, you name it. And they, and let's not act like if we don't know that. I was born and raised in a religious worldview that is filled with the same thing: priests and gods, and 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 um, it's very pagan, it's very heathen. Yet we called it Christianity. And that's where it gets uh, very uh, confusing, doesn't it? Because you ask someone, (laughs) what religious view do you have? Oh, I'm a a, a Christian. No, we're not Christians. We're heathens. We just call our religion Christianity. We'll talk about that maybe in another time. Uh, So Pharaoh and they lived off the allotment which Pharaoh gave them. So they had a sense of security uh, already given by the government. So therefore, because of that, they did not sell their land didn't have to. So in verse 23, then Joseph said to the people, behold, today I have purchased you and your land. Why? For Pharaoh. Now here is seed for you. So the agreement, the contract has been signed and you've given yourself and your land. And prior to that, your livestock, everything pretty much to the governing powers. Pharaoh and then as as a result of that here's 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 uh the uh here's food or here's the possibility of cultivating your food and you' and you uh, uh well let's read here is seed for you and you may sow the land it's not yours anymore but you've at least got something to sow verse 22 uh, 24 at the harvest you shall give a gift to Pharaoh oh more conditions right Oh, you're a slave to the lender, I assure you. And four-fifths shall be your own for seed of the field and for your food. Now, that's, that's a gracious portion. Again, Joseph, why? God. And for those of your households, and as for food, your little ones. You don't need to starve to death. And I'm giving you a pretty good portion of it. Verse 25, so they said, You have saved our lives. You have saved our lives. We go to Jesus and we say, Jesus, you're a king and you have a kingdom. And I need, I need forgiveness. And there's no forgiveness anywhere We're starving out here in these other kingdoms because all these other kingdoms are corrupt and they don't care much for their citizens. And so the price of my sins is death and they're not been taking care of us. But in your kingdom, you forgive and you love and you have grace and compassion. And well, I'm desperate and I'm tired of living in these other kingdoms, under their policies and their rules and laws, which lead to death, and I don't have anything, and I can't purchase my own salvation or anything, but I'll give you my land, I'll give you my livestock, I'll give you my own self, I'll give you my family, my children will be slaves, will be will be your servants. So I'll, I'll do anything. And of course, the king says, "Well, deny yourself, yeah, yeah, deny yourself, and pick up the cross and follow me daily." I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to do that. I, all these other kingdoms, all these other ways of life, I, I've tried, and it's just we're dying or starving to death here. We got no, we have no forgiveness of sins here. And so Jesus says, well, do you believe in me? I, yeah, absolutely. I, I've been learning about you as a king, and I've been learning about your kingdom, and I want to be a citizen of your kingdom. I want... I want to legally be a citizen of your, of your, of your kingdom, and how, how can I do that? Well, there are conditions, but if you're willing to qualify to those conditions, I will save you. I will forgive you of your sins, and I will add you to my kingdom as a legal citizen. Well, I'm ready. I'll, I'll give you everything. You must give me everything. I will. Are we thinking? Are we thinking yet? You have saved our lives. You've saved our lives. Let us find favor in the sight of my Lord, and we will be Pharaoh's slaves. Joseph made it a statute uh, concerning the land of Egypt. So Joseph, in verse 26, made it a statute concerning the land of Egypt, valid to this day, that Pharaoh was to have the fifth. Only the land of the priests did not become Pharaoh's. Interesting. Indeed. We keep reading verse 27. Now Israel lived in the land of Egypt, okay? There's, that's where he lived, in Goshen. So Jacob, Israel, and they acquired property in it and were fruitful and became very numerous. Look at that, verse 27. It took many years. They've gone through deep sorrow, trauma, division, pain, tribulation, everything, loss, But now, humble, faithful, submissive, they are given everything. They are given everything. Sometimes you and I are going to go through a lot of pain at our own hands. Foolish decisions we are going to go through a lot of pain. We may uh, allow evil people in our circle. We may choose to be evil. We may participate in evil. And we're going to become the recipients of the consequence. And we're going to go through a lot of pain. But if we repent, if we change our minds and our hearts and we start to live for our Lord and Master and we do the things that the Bible says that are right and good and pure, you and I too will be provided for Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first. You'll have food, shelter, and clothing. How so? What's the practical application? Well, if you are a faithful member of the local assembly and it is a faithful local assembly, then we take care of each other. I assure you, over here at the East Coast Church of Christ. Well, it's the East Coast. We live in the East Coast. That's why we call it the East Coast. And it's the church that belongs to Jesus. It don't belong to me or you. It belongs to Jesus. So, you know, or the East Coast Church that belongs to Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, you won't be found in need. Because we share. See? So, if you put Matthew 6.33 in practice, seek ye first, the kingdom, the church, then we take care of each other—food, shelter, and clothing. Oh, it may not be you know the best of the best, of course not. Uh, the account we're reading, uh, you know, there's a lot going on with this. You know, it has to do with the highest powers of the land and all that kind of stuff. And it's not because God can't bring us there. God will make a faith, God can take a faithful Christian and make him very wealthy for the for the kingdom, because He knows the wealth will be distributed for the greater good of the kingdom. So in verse 27, of course, all these wonderful blessings come about. And Jacob lived in the land of Egypt for 17 years. So the length of Jacob's life was 147 years. Wow. That's amazing. Verse 29. When the time, when the time of, uh, for Israel uh, to die was near or drew near, he called his son Joseph and said to him, Please, if I have found favor in your sight, place your hand under my my thigh now and deal with me in kindness and faithfulness. Please do not bury me in Egypt. So, a final request in a moment of personal uh, 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 connection and love, and uh, you know, a father and son. And in verse 30. But when I lie down with my fathers, you shall carry me out of Egypt and bury me in their burial, burial place. And uh, Joseph said, and he said, sorry, I will do as you have said. Well, same thing. Joseph said to his father, I'll do as you have said. And he said, swear to me. So he swore to him. Then Israel bowed in worship at the head of the bed. And that's something. That's quite powerful. Such a, such a again, such a journey through this account. It's just, wow. I, can't, I don't know why people find this boring. I, I just find it so revealing, you know. It teaches us so many things. You can see so much insight into these accounts. We'd be so much smarter if we read and understood these accounts. Um, you know, a father has a request for his son, and his son will swear to it uh, and, uh, make it so. And he can understand his father wants to be buried with his fathers and not in the land of the pagan, because there's a different worldview there. They, they have different gods. Uh, so a great deal of, of education there, uh, for us, and, uh, so many wonderful things to, uh, have conversation about. And, um, man, God can do so many wonderful things. God takes care of us. God provides. If we are humble, submissive, uh, and uh, living for Him, it's um, truly, truly the better way of living. It's the better way of life. The principle remains we may not be in Egypt, and we may not be dealing with Pharaoh. We may not be living in the age of Joseph or anything. But uh, those principles, those instructions, uh, that nature uh, is, it can be practiced still today in our current dispensation of time, which is the Christian era. You and I live in the New Testament era. Uh, those principles are still well and alive. You know How we interact with people, how we can have our family be fruitful and faithful, and how God can take care of us if, uh, we are faithful to him and how we should take care of our family as Joseph was doing. And, um, that's just a beautiful thing to me. It's just wonderful. Friends subscribe, consider subscribing to the channel, give a thumbs up, right? Like share the link far and wide on your social media platforms, leave a comment, say, hi, how are you doing? Things like that. I'll I'll be looking at them uh, afterwards. Um, and please Please consider supporting the work. Um, this is how we function through his good grace. The Added Souls material, these podcasts, and everything we produce as the Maya family with the Added Souls uh, ministry. It, it's from your love. It's from your your willingness to partake and support. So please consider it. You can sign up to addedsouls.locals.com to do so there digitally. You can send donation over at added Souls, um at gmail.com, PayPal, right, PayPal, Uh, or you may want to contact me for a physical address. Um, We labor alongside the East Coast Church of Christ over here in New Brunswick, Canada. Maybe you want to get involved. Maybe you want to find out what we're doing. Maybe you'd like to come study with us. Hey, we'd love to have you uh, reach out to us. We can have ourselves a a conversation. Is that okay? All right. Stay focused and stay positive, Lord willing, tomorrow for our topical sessions. We go live from Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time. We try to the best we can, and tomorrow we'll uh, find ourselves in a topical discussion. Sound good? All right. Peace out.